light banter, like a conversation. So it's organic to us. What are you talking about? Yeah, like in podcasts, they like talk in the beginning. And then they're like, hey, because we're recording, which we are recording. <laughs> I just turned it on. Uh-huh. Okay. Welcome to Happily Wedded Weirdos. Today we are doing our Halloween special. It is our first of a few Halloween specials. Um, back in quarantine in 2020, we started our series on, it was technically Instagram, of brews and views. And we were kind of just watching uh, Halloween-themed movies with pumpkin beer and kind of giving the pumpkin beers ratings. Um Today, we are doing our review on Hannibal. I'm on The Sounds of the Lambs. Lambs. That includes Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Dr. Hannibal Lecter. And what was our pumpkin beer this week? I don't know. I think you had it. Oh, fucking God. It was... I just threw it away. It was the Jack-O-Lantern Sam Adams. Jack-o- yes, it was. The Jack-O-Lantern. Was very good. We should be drinking it, but we'll get it later. Um... I would give it five out of... Did you have one already? Yeah, I give oh, it four yeah. out of five. Four out of five, four yeah. Five it was, it, it's really good in terms of pumpkin-y taste because there are some pumpkin beers that are very good beers, but they're not good pumpkin beers. They don't have that pumpkin-y taste. And then there's some that just don't taste like anything. Like, I don't know, it doesn't even taste like beer. I don't know how to yeah. it. It's like if Diet Soto is beer. I can't think of any right now at the top of my head, but yeah. yeah. There are some that just doesn't taste like pumpkin yeah and if you have it with the cinnamon rim it's whole other level it's delicious um or if you have is it a boiler maker when you have a shot of um of a liquor and, and yes it is so a if you do maker. like a cinnamon of uh, the fireball with like a pumpkin beer is really good oh yeah that would be good that was a big halloween thing when we were like a halloween special whenever you go to a halloween bar or a bar on halloween they have that um so yeah pretty good pumpkin beer definitely recommend it and um in keeping with our kind of themed food series because last week we did jaws and we had uh the popeye's tackle box this week we did with narragansett with narragansett um this week we decided to have liver fava beans and a nice can tea um (laughs) frank had the liver i had pork ribs because i'm not a fan of liver people say Um, pork is closest to human yeah, so I'm technically Mason Verger, I guess. I don't know. No, um, you're not Mason Verger. Don't be Mason Verger. We did have it with a cheap Chianti, which was pretty good. It wasn't cheap. How much was it? It was like 20-something dollars. That's fuck. That's fucking cheap. Are you trash? Seriously? Uh, hey, that's There it's are wine ra- Do you ever go into like the fancy wine rooms? Okay, he said a nice Chianti. He didn't say cheap. He did you not see that dude's life? He, he was nice frank Chianti. that... Hannibal Lecter spends like $200 and that's cheap to him on a bottle of wine. He lives that good life. So we, we decided to do that. And the fava beans honestly kind of tasted like they mixed with the mushrooms really well. So I feel like they tasted like the mushrooms. Some yeah, of the fava beans are interesting. They're definitely a different taste of bean. And difficult to get apparently. Yeah. Difficult to get, difficult to uh, peel. Yeah. The peeling is what took the longest. Yep. I think it took like three hours to make this meal because yeah. you have to peel the fava beans so if you yeah. are going to make this meal make sure you peel the fava beans do it a day in advance and then you'll thank me later what is it with the liver you have to let it sit let's sit in milk for about an hour yeah. hour and a half that's it um and then dessert we just had cake or something i don't even know yeah, we didn't we... really theme the dessert no but we don't unless it's like if we did Willy wonka it's getting a little we would, that would be, be a little too that would be hard difficult so yeah um 
that was our theming watching this movie, which I'm sure people are like, why the fuck would they watch a movie like that and eat? But it's, honestly, it's not that. There's nothing really that would make me not eat, except for certain things, as you know, that I cannot look at. Yes. On screen. Um, Anything that has legs and crawls. Well, I meant shit also. Oh, yeah, and shit. I can't do shit. Um, but this you're going to have to help me with because you've seen this movie way more than I have. Yeah, of course. So I might get lost to parts. I do have my notes. Um, but, oh, one correction from last week. Uh, in Jaws, Brody's wife was dating someone else. That was not his girlfriend. I think I was mixing it up with Indiana Jones, The Temple of Doom. I think that lady was dating Steven Spielberg. Yes, yes. Yeah. And she was, was she in Jaws? No, she wasn't. No, she wasn't Jaws, but she was dating. I mixed her up with uh, Ellen Brody. Oh, yes, yes. And um, we're going to do all of our announcements at the end because it's just easier to kind of flow right into the movie talk. And then we'll get into how to follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, the charities and causes and all those things. Um, So let's just get right into it. So Silence of the Lambs uh, begins with pretty basic opening of the woods and you see Jodie Foster as Clarice Starling running through the woods because she's training to be an FBI agent um and you will have hopefully the list open for everybody who's in this because I kind of am not great with the names oh absolutely no problem um not very I mean there's memorable names but I guess it's more of like there's a lot of story to cover um and she pretty much is i always had the assumption that she already worked for the fbi but she's a student um because she's supposed to be younger she's kind of a lois lane type of character i feel like why very adventurous and like she's i don't know i just feel like she's a little bit got she's got an edge to her she's not she doesn't kind of fit into that stock fbi characterization of an agent like, for instance, when she goes into her boss's office, um, her boss is named Jack Crawford, and he is played by... Um, Jack Crawford is played by... You know, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything, but I did like him as Jack Crawford. I know they mm-hmm. recasted the role in... Red Dragon, where he was played by, I think it was Harvey Keitel, yeah. and it didn't really, as much as I love Harvey Keitel, it's not the same. And the problem is, when I hear the name Harvey Keitel, I only think of Harvey Corman, but I only think <laughs> of him from Blazing Saddles. Uh, so yeah, yeah, any yeah. time, and Harvey Keitel's in a lot of serious movies, so imagine in my head when you're talking about that performance, I just picture the governor <laughs> from Blazing Saddles <laughs> doing it. Well, now seeing that in Reservoir, Dre- Reservoir Dogs, I don't think Reservoir Dogs would have been half as uh, It would have been amazing. Disturbing. Oh my god. It would have been fantastic if the governor was. Oh no, he wasn't the governor. It was Hedy Lamar. Hedley Lamar. He wasn't the governor. He was not the governor. He's like the... I don't even know. What the fuck was his title? I don't know. He was like a fucking Jafar. He was like advising the governor. We'll get he was the real governor of Rockford. Yeah, he was the Dick Cheney of the piece. But, <laughs> uh, we'll get there when we get to Blazing Saddles, which will be a... Down the line. I don't know, half past never? There's going to be some editing in that one, to say the least. But for some reason, Clarice Starling, who went to school and FBI, tough girl, all that kind of thing, uh, she looks shocked at these violent pictures of these murders. And they're not that bad, I would say, compared to what we're going to see later, but it's all of Buffalo Bill's victims. No, they're not that bad, but I, I, you gotta remember, sometimes being actually 
quote unquote in the fields a lot different than reading about it in books. Yeah. So, and I, she knows Buffalo Bill. Clearly, when Jack mentions to her whether you know about him, she does yeah. know a little bit. So, I guess I can understand being surprised why she would be shocked about this at all. But sometimes actually seeing it, it it's a little different than reading about it. I could see that. Because they're think... not posting those pictures in those newspapers back then. No way. No, but you would have to study through... I mean, we if you're an FBI agent listening to this, I don't know why, but thank you. Um, tell us if you had to look through, because I feel like, I mean, now I guess it wouldn't be the same because you have the internet if you're thinking about going into yeah, that. Yeah, it's not. But back then, I feel like the for a textbook, remember in Jaws, mm-hmm. let's go back to last week's movie when they're looking at the shark bites, though. That's true. That some was a medical textbook have. that yeah. had some graphic stuff, and that was the 70s. It was 20 years before this. So, I don't know. I, I could see your point of that. But basically, he wants her to go to where Hannibal is. Baltimore. Baltimore. And he wants to, I guess, pick his brain about that. I guess that's a bad choice of words. <laughs> I think it's a perfect choice of words. But, <laughs> see, she he doesn't really, Jack Crawford doesn't really tell Clarice much about it. Yeah. She just kind of, he just kind of says to her, go talk to him, see what he knows. Mm-hmm. Like you said, pick his brain. Um, p- police officers, I mean, FBI agents, people that are investigating mm-hmm. these Killers sometimes will go yep. to a serial killer and be like, well, well, who's closer to that than you are? And I, it made me think of, and I have in my notes, reminds me of the Ted Bundy Green River Killer movie with Carrie Elways that we saw the other day. Because Carrie Elways was hitting a lot of Hannibal Lecter notes. And that movie's about 10 years after but this. But unlike Hannibal, um, he didn't help at all. Well, no, he that's, really that's, the, that's the twist of Bundy help, of Bundy's expertise. Um, but Carrie always does <laughs> a really solid performance. Yeah, bravo, Carrie, bravo. And he's an amazing actor anyway, and he's in Saw, which we'll, of course, talk about. Um, but he, that that same type of personality of, I know more than you and I'm going to help you and give you my expertise. At least Hannibal's helpful, if nothing else. He Takes a does. while to get there, but... Well, you he know, makes you work for it. He is a little bit upset about the jail. <laughs> um, so he's kind of grouchy, but he, he, his first appearance when you meet him, I mean, everybody's introduction, I think, is very, it, it tells you exactly what you're going to deal with through the rest of the time you know them. Yes. When you meet Chilton, he's a bastard. When you meet Barney, he's sweet and nice, and he's very considerate of everybody. And then when you meet uh, Hannibal, you're uh, just kind of scared because he's just there. And he's waiting for you. And, um, I mean, he's not the scariest person in that scene. Because the guy jacking off on people, that was the scariest fucking thing to me. And let me tell you about (laughs) all of the scenes in this movie. When she gets splooged on, um, that scares me more than anything else. You want to carve the back of my back fat off, that's fine. But if if I get semen anywhere near my face, it is (laughs) unpleasant. Okay? And I don't mean that in, like, a way that I would enjoy it. If I wanted it and I knew who it was... You know what? We're just I'm think, digging I myself think a hole. I think digging di- myself. We digress. Anyway, so um, they discuss pretty much her coming to see him. It kind of she doesn't open up right away. She then she talks about he asks her some personal questions because he was a psychiatrist. If you don't know that, uh, why is he doctor? He is a psychiatrist, which is how he, he was a psychiatrist. He, well, not I, really they, practicing they anymore. Did, they did not revoke his degree. 
He is still technically. I mean, he, I, mean I don't, I don't still, think he has a doctor. They still call him doctor, and I think... It's... Well, he didn't go to all those years of evil medical school to be called <laughs> master. Thank you very much. Yes. So, um, and he kind of latches onto her weakness immediately, where... That's how um, he That's how he operates. He's yeah. very... Um, Perceptive. To, um, also, just to note for the audience, I did read the um, Thomas Harris Howard Lecture books. If you do like Hannibal, you know, if you've seen the movie, watch the TV show, you should read the books. It's They're very, very good. We will not be discussing the TV show. And I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't. Um, anyway, so he kind of begins mocking her. Um, which sure does. I, he, did he say she had a faint accent? Because... It's pretty there was, pronounced. He does say this accent that she's trying to hide, and maybe it's a specific type of accent. Because you're right, she does have a yeah, southern accent. She, it's it's pretty you can hear it. obvious. He he does kind of mentally lay her out. He knows what buttons to push. You know, he knows why. He's like the great and powerful Oz. He knows why she's come, and he's not gonna give it to her easily any form of information so he does break her down but you know it's like you said earlier clarice is strong even though she cracks she does not break yeah that's what makes her character very good you know she cracks it's it's very well even when she gets jizzed on the face she still kind of is like she reacts to it it's natural to react to that but she goes back when he calls her back yes he he does call her back and he gives her an actual name he said uh moffat um, so at the end of it, after, you know, Hannibal putting her through that, after Migs putting her through that, he still gives her the information. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I don't know. I did not buy the naive thing. Cause I get that she's supposed to be young, naive, green, new agent. She's not. So in the, before this story takes place, if you watched Red Dragon, you have the Edward Norton character of Will Graham, Will Graham. And he is more of, I've had the experience, and I've done this. He and was he's... one, well, maybe not the way Edward Norton did it, but, like, the character of Will Graham we'll is supposed to, to be one foot into the serial killer grave. Like, he's one second away from being a serial killer, which is why he can think like them, which is why he's helped, um, um... Help solving these murders, but, but Jack that's... kind of does what he does to Clarice. He, they kind of he kind of throws these people to these wolves, and hopefully they come back. But I would say in the show that guy actually does a good job of I kind of like a haunted. Uh, yeah, he's he's he seems very off, but um, he's good. I like him. She's not that. So that character has done actually. No, you know what? I should have said Manhunter. Manhunter is yeah. Man that Hunter. Will Graham is very. It's not. Uh, we'll do Manhunter, I think. Manhunter's just Red Dragon. Red Dragon is a remake of well, Manhunter. Well, but it's Brian... It's, it's Brian, Brian Cox's Dr. Hannibal yeah. Lecter. It's a very, very good movie. But that Will Graham is what we're talking yes. about. Yes. Watch that one. Yeah, but I do... Nostalgia Critic did say this. You know, Will Graham doesn't deal with his shit. The minute Hannibal starts mm-hmm. playing those uh, psychiatrist games, he gets up. Well, and that's where I don't buy her as quite naive. Like, she's not super experienced, but she's not stupid. Like, she's not, she's not as innocent as I think they wanted her to come off to us. Not in a bad way, but, like, she's a little bit more on it. Like I said, Lois Lane. Like, very, like... She's definitely on it, but she... 
that's if she was on it more, she would have did what Will did. She would have just walked away and said, okay, whatever. You don't have to give me anything. But she well, does but say she either you will know. or you won't. But she doesn't necessarily know that because, remember, Will has played this game with yeah. psychopaths before. So it's like... I especially have Alexa. Yeah. So she's new to it. But that's where the Lois Lane thing... Like, Lois Lane was the type of character that she was young. Yes. But she wasn't naive. She wasn't dopey. She was inexperienced, but she got her shit together. Yeah, she needed a few spelling lessons, but she was good. Well, it's it was all the kidnappings. I think <laughs> interrupted those. But uh, she goes to the storage shed that he gives her the address. Yes, And yes. old Bill Mosley, not really, but the guy really looks like Bill Mosley, <laughs> um, lets her in, and she uses a car jack, I think? They probably, they yeah, they to... couldn't open up the storage unit, yeah. which, you know, the guys at uh, Storage Wars were probably very upset, because... Well, did you see the shit that was in there? I would have fucking... But, yeah, she needed a jack. And I gotta say, I I do like this part. Again. Especially if you're afraid of small spaces. Yeah. I I was gonna say Jaws, that you pointed out that it was, like, the Jaws uh, scene that I'm, like, still afraid of to this day, where the head pops out of the boat. Right. I, you know, if you don't like small spaces, she opens it up just enough to crawl, and when she crawls in, she cuts her leg. Mm. And then there's, a, there's so much shit in the unit, and she goes, she finds her way into a car, and then she finds a jar with a head in it. And it's fun, you mentioned Jaws, it's kind of that shock, ah, there's a head reveal! <laughs> also, I, I had written, how does she not smell the head? But I guess if you're in that type, but I still feel like the smell of Well, decay. it's going to smell musty. There's going to be, I mean, it's in formaldehyde. You're smell and it's formaldehyde. not refrigerated. Yeah, you're going to smell something, but she probably didn't care. She just... No, but I feel her. like she didn't even react to like... That's like, true. I would be like, that smells weird, but... Yeah, you're right, you're right. So, the head inside looks like Leatherface wearing the pretty lady mask. Yeah, it was. Uh, it has um, fake eyelashes on it, which stayed yeah. on still, which I don't believe that. I guess the formaldehyde prevents the degloving, because <laughs> so degloving is when your skin. Uh, have you ever taken a glove off? It's like that. That, but, skin. but your skin and yeah. um, not good, not pretty. Typically, when you're in water, it's, yeah. Unless it's that movie we saw in Scariest Movie Moments, where she has to cut her. Uh, remember, she had to slice her hands open to get out the handcuffs. Yes, that was pretty scary. I think that was called Gerald's Game. Um, game, yes. So she goes back to Hannibal because she found the head, which I guess had not happen- happened since um, it happened before he went to prison. Or no, I guess it happened after he went to prison. Which one? With the head. Who the the patient that he had that he sends her to Benjamin Raspell, yes. Yeah. So that's so Hester Moffat is not the name. That is an anagram. Anagram, yep. And she figures out the name is Benjamin Raspill. And he was killed by... Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. But I'm asking, how did... Did they know that the head was cut off after Hannibal went to jail? He didn't know there um, was a head in there. Or he did. Well, I think he, he must have had an idea. But he does say to her, I did not kill him. And that's enough for her, I guess. But... I, I do love that when she mentioned, you know, he died and he, Hannibal said, best thing for him, really, his therapy was going nowhere. <laughs> he had some funny lines. And also, what was really cool in that scene, because Hannibal's in complete darkness, um, he oh, he's man. being punished because he actually talked to Migs after the whole Splooge ordeal. 
and talked him into murdering himself. Yeah. Megs ends up swallowing his own tongue. So Dr. Chilton punished him. He took all his drawings. I think he took his toilet seat. Although, maybe they say that in the book. That must be in the book. That's in the book. And in Red Dragon, actually. But Chilton has done that before. And that, that's just cruel, man. Allow him to, like, use the bathroom. But, yeah. And then we're supposed to believe he smells blood. Her blood. Yeah. No, he doesn't. I'm sorry. That is the most unbelievable part of this whole movie. And we are going to get to some really wild takes. That one really gets me. Because I'm like, That he smells no, her blood. No. That's not. No. He has a canine nose. Yeah. Well. Um, but, basically... They kind of talk about a deal. It's not when she offers him the deal, but he just says he wants to get out of there. And yes. if Hannibal needs to get away from someone, you know Chilton's bad. Like, that's how you know he's truly the villain. He definitely is. Um, But then we meet our victim, our final girl, Catherine. She is played by... Um, if you've ever seen Grey's Anatomy, there is in the fourth season, Erica Hahn, or the third season, she had some weird competition with Burke in the show, but she was uh, one of the first characters that, uh, female characters that uh, Sarah Ramirez's character hooks up with, and she Brooke is Smith. Brooke Smith. And she is driving around the darkest, smallest town in the world, apparently, and she's a senator's daughter, so I don't know why she lives in that shithole. Who um, knows? But she parks the car. Maybe she's going to school. Oh, yeah. But didn't she? She's supposed to be like 20 or something. She's, she's young. young. Um, she sees the cat in the window, and Cat says, get your fat ass up here and feed me. Um, just like my cat does to me every day. And she is coming around to, to do that, and she sees a guy with um, a sling, a and sling. he's trying to I move almost, a couch into the back of a van. I almost said crutches because I was like, Ted Bundy. Because yeah. he was doing the Ted Bundy. He He's hurt. He needs help. He's putting a couch. She decides to help him. And See, again, Buffalo Bill does not look like Tim Bundy, though. He's kind of scary looking. So No, it's yeah. Like, he's uh, a little spoo- but he's got a hat on, so you can't see all of them. <laughs> but here's the thing. she um I mind my own business, and I really feel as though most of these people... Look, are you an asshole for not helping somebody move a couch into their car? Yeah, but you know what? I'll get over it. You know what I won't get over? All the shit I'm about to go through in that well. That's what I'm not going to get over. Well, so, you she, know. She stupidly helps him, and not only does she help him. If you're going to help somebody, yeah. please, 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 you do not get in the car. No. I don't care if their arm is broken. If you get into the car, if you go into the house, if you go into a space with this person, you are going to fucking regret it. Even if you live, it's going to be bad. Case in point, she ends up in a fucking well, putting lotion on. And we don't even know if that's actually lotion. It was. Was it? So, um, then he says, are you, you about a... size 14? Yeah. And she's confused by that, as anyone would be. And he knocks her out with punches. God, he would just rip me into shreds. That was... He would use me... Oh my God, Frank, he would demolish my, my lower body. I think I'm like a size 16 or 14. Either way, I'm gone. He's gonna get me. Yeah, it was... The thigh he, skin by he itself. He ended up... He ended up checking the label and he's like good and then he cuts yeah he did knock her out and checks the label which it's like how many women was he playing this game with and then he checks the label and it's like oh man gotta throw it back 13 can't do it (laughs) off sizes uh and i wear leggings so it's either small medium or large good luck with that (laughs) um but most importantly and the question that's never answered is her cat okay 
Do you think people got to feed it? I'm sure the cat's fine. I was really nervous about that this whole movie. Um, so he, we go back to, now we're going back to Lecter. Mm-hmm. And he tells her basically that she was sent to him because, or no, she, he, she goes to Crawford. I think she goes to somebody because it's about the fact that she went with no agenda because he would have seen through that. So she goes to Crawford and they discuss it. And basically he kind of tells her like, you know, we just needed to get through to him to kind of get some information and pull Buffalo Bill in. But um, before that, when she does come back to meet Lester, that is when she gives the fake deal. Well, I have that. Yes, I do have that. But no, because she is, I'm looking, then it's the whole funeral scene with the other girl. Oh, right. The funeral then, scene. They ended up, um. Then we do. It, all right. It wasn't yeah. even a, a funeral scene, you know? I mean, yes, it was a well, funeral home, but it was an autopsy. No, it was a funeral. Because, so they go to this, It. I don't know if it was West Virginia, if there's like a. It I, de- think, I mean, I it definitely was a funeral home. It looked like But one. it no, it was a funeral because remember the guy was dead and she kept seeing her father. Right. I think, well, Clarice does see her father. She, because her father was killed yeah. when she was a kid. So, so she father, does see that. She gets the father flashbacks a little bit. Her father was a cop. He was a cop. And she, I guess he was shot. Who shot in the line of yeah. duty, yeah. So this funeral scene is very, like, Sixth Sense looking. Though just the colors and the way that they did it just always reminded me of that scene from the Sixth Sense when he goes to the dad's house. Because she also goes to the victim's house. Right. So it's it's got that similarity. And um, they have a scene of her in a room. They're in the funeral home because, like you said, the autopsy is done. Yes. So they're talking, and it's all these state troopers and all these sheriff's department. And if you've ever been to a small town or you're from a small town, um, they can be insufferable. And she is the only woman there. And the whole scene kind of shows, and there's a lot of this in the movie of her just being disrespected as a woman because she's a woman in the FBI, and you know, not all disrespected, but some surprise, but respectful. And then there are some that are clearly but that's disrespectful. disrespectful because yeah. you don't need to be surprised that somebody with a vagina can be a good FBI person. Different, like time. yeah, it was the '90s, whatever. We're still dealing with sexism, so she's the smallest one. She's delicate and feminine and pretty, and. You know, they're douchebags, so they hate that. And she goes with... um, Crawford? Yes. Thank you. To downstairs, where most small towns have their, I I guess, Emmy's office. Because, same thing, again, Jaws, small town. They have to go to the mayor's office or some shit for the the, uh, coroner. So, they're going through the last victim. And the undertaker, looking judgy as fuck, happens to be... Or is he well, the... He's the funeral one of, director. One, one of, of them the is Bob. One is Tracy Walter, um, Bob from Batman 1989. Yeah. I love Tracy Walter. Um, he's it's hard to recognize him, though, because I always... I need that jacket. No, nah, I know Bob. I know Bob anywhere. Um, so, similar to Dreyfus, they go through the injuries and what happened to oh the God, this really is similar to the George. Holy similar. shit. And it might just be because <laughs> we're watching them so close together. But it's it's similar because he's also like a shark. Lecter yes. is like doll's eyes. He is like Roll in the back of your head. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but anyway, so Jodie Foster, who's the Richard Dreyfus in this case, yeah, is yeah. going over everything. Young and experienced. Jack Crawford is fucking um, Brody. Roy Schneider, Brody. Yeah. Who's Quint though? Maybe no, no. Maybe Lecter is Quint. No, Lecter's... they need them, but they don't want them. And well, the Buff... shark is Buffalo Bill. Buff... I do not remember the shark tucking its sack back and dancing around, but we'll get to that. Um. So. Uh. Other question, why is nobody wearing fucking gloves? I know this this lady is dead, but gloves, you know? Eventually they go um, inside her throat and they see a little... Chrysalis. Co- uh, cocoon, yeah, cocoon chrysalis. Cocoon chrysalis that was actually Tootsie Rolls covering uh, gummy bears or something. And it is the death's head moth, which is the symbol of everything with silence of the lambs if it's not the face mask that he wears it's the yeah we see the moth and over it is joey a... foster's mouth it... silence silence uh which we'll get to that scene and you're gonna have to talk about that because i can't okay um you see a little skull on the moth and it's got this beautiful wing pattern and all of the victims had it yes in their body which i did wonder why if you love something so much you would because he's like obsessed with these things they're like yes, expensive they're his pets. and he puts them in the bodies so it's kind of sad that he's just killing these beautiful things the women and the moths oh my god maybe he sees so them as uh, you have to sacrifice things to get what you want maybe that's his mindset buffalo bill yes well then we go to learn about the moth from the two mcpoils not really <laughs> they remind me of like clean versions of the mcpoils from it's always sunny and they give her an explanation of... the bug scientists. They're playing with... Uh, they're playing bug chess. Yeah, they have a beetle Crawling running up. around on the <laughs> fucking chessboard. It's kind of cute, actually, because, like, yeah, I don't like... never gonna get laid, though. No, never. But I don't like bugs, but I thought that was cute. Um, and then we keep touching things without gloves on, and I just... I don't understand yep, why. Yep, he just cuts open with the scap- scalpel. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. So now we can go back to the lector, and we can offer him our fun plea deal. And he's... Or not a plea deal. It's like a... It's a deal. It's a it's deal. A fake, it's a fake deal. Help us, and you'll get this wonderful prize. And she shows up. You can go on an like island. Vanna White, yeah, like, and decide. Oh my God, we're gonna send you, and you get to, to get outside. Uh, you swim you in the ocean as long as SWAT teams are watching you twenty four seven. If you are from Long Island, specifically, I think out in Suffolk County, and someone said to you, "You're gonna go to Plum Island um, for like a vacation." you would immediately know that that's a bad idea. And why is that a bad idea? The rest of the world, who's not from Long Island listening to this, uh, they have the bubonic plague on that island. They have animal testing on that island. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go there. I know I'm a cannibal. I know I'm a bad person. But I just wanted to see a fucking tree out my window. I don't need the beach. And I don't need the fucking... So he's just charming. Yeah, he, he knows what's going on there. So... Yeah, he, that's the thing. he sees through... He sees through lies. That's definitely one of his... Uh, specialties, which is why, actually, I'm gonna go back a little bit. So after her first time with Lecter, she speaks to Jack Crawford and say, "Jack, like, why didn't you tell me any of this? Like, that was why didn't you let me that... know?" He said, "Like, if I would have told you that, Lecter would have saw right through you." That's what I was trying to say before the funeral. That it yeah. was, they have that discussion, and he says to her, "I couldn't send you there with an agenda, or he would know." Yeah. So. Yeah, I That's mean, amazing that he knows, like, he could just see through it. Yeah. And he clearly does, but he doesn't say anything. He keeps quiet. Because he... It's, like, condescending. Like, oh, you're so cute. I'll let you keep going. Yeah. Um, so, uh, then 
he keeps turning to the wall as he responds to her. Which is odd. I, dramatic, I, I guess. They the do film. this in so many movies, <laughs> and I'm like, but really, when you think about it, it's just like, um, Dr. Lecter, are you... I are you okay? I can't see your face. Are we good? Do you want to do this? And basically, he does not. Uh, he declines. Because he's fucking with her. Yeah, he says, tell me things, you tell me things, I tell you things. Quid pro quo, Clarice. And there are some uh, dated, unfortunate words used to describe people who transitioned. So we will be using the word transgender. Uh, which Buffalo Bill is not, according to uh, the doctor. Dr. Lecter, yeah. He says he's, he's not transgender. No. Um, he hates himself. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to change everything about himself to love himself. He, and he thinks that's how that's how um, he's going to be able to do it. Yeah. However, uh, Clarice does not know exactly to the extent and what bill is doing removing the skins she hasn't figured that out yet but obviously i think lecter knows damn well what he's doing but he does not give this information lightly he lets you work for it he would be a good personal trainer (laughs) well so then we get back to buffalo bill's house yeah we haven't been there in a while um that's we the, haven't been there at all, really. This no, is the first time we're seeing the his... The hole. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to the hole. And Catherine is in the hole, and... It's a big fucking pit. Yeah, it is. It took some digging. And there's a bucket, which is not good. When you are in a hole with a bucket, it's not Well, good. he lowers it down. It's not for no, her no, to no. relieve herself. In. Oh, no, Frank, there's a bucket. There's a relief bucket down there. I saw it. Oh, you saw it? Oh, I oh maybe maybe my eyes uh, averted. So you have to put the lotion on your skin or else you get the hose again. Um, yes. Again, we don't even know what the fuck he's giving her. It's No, it's lotion. It's to... You you really have a lot of faith that he's not just like, no, it's jizzing to, and vaseline. It's to and loosen the skin. That's not how... It's not how that works. No, but that's what it's... Um, he what's... starves women who are plus size for, what, three days? Three days. So the skin becomes loose. As a person with an eating disorder, I've done this myself. Done work. Don't do it. Um, don't kill people and do it, and don't starve yourself. Eat things. Be happy. Um, so she's pleading with him. She's the senator's daughter. She's got money. And he calls her it because he has to dehumanize her so he can do what he needs to do. Yes. Um, he also has the most adorable little dog. Precious. Oh, my God. I love this little dog. So cute. Little poodle. She's so cute. Um, and... They go back to, you know, they're looking through Catherine's stuff and they want to, you know, kind of figure out a game plan because now we got to figure out where she is. Because the people who were disappearing were disappearing, um, like, from all over, kind of. They were, yeah. like, coming through. So he basically has to make them things so that he can kill them without guilt. Because when he starts to, I guess when she tries to talk to him he just gets angrier and angrier like he does not want to have anything to do with her no um and then we get back to chilton Mm. being a bastard uh and they have lector hooked up to the trolley or what is it called it it is a trolley i I call it whatever that thing is that rolls people around and he's got the mask. No, no, he not, does not, not have the, the mask. He has a mask, not so, the mask. The cage that he has on in this scene is so much more cruel than what it needs to be. So they do have, they had these at one point, obviously, because that um, was one of the ones. Because if you actually Google guys, um, 
different Hannibal Lecter masks in the movie. They of course, they tested a lot of them until they got the one they liked. Mm. And the other mask that he wears in the scene we're talking about now was one of those masks. So that's nice it got to be in the movie. Yeah, I mean, because I think they really had that back, like, they did. in, you know, psychiatric facilities. But It looks painful. Lecter's nose yeah. is pressed up against it. And Chilton, being a little bastard, is sitting on his bed playing with his pen. Chilton's pen. Hannibal can't have a pen. And he kind of says, oh, you think that you're going to see the birdies? No, no, no. There was Because he recorded everything, the fucking sneaky fuck, mm. Chilton. And he says, there wasn't a deal with the Santa. There is one now. I made it. And he said, give me his name. Give me all the information. Or you'll never leave this cell. And Hannibal pauses. And you could see the wheels in his head. He says, his first name is Lewis. And I'll tell the rest when I meet the senator. I think that's fair. And then we cut to the most famous, iconic scenes of the Science of the Lambs. The trolley scene where he has the half hockey mask, as they say. Yeah. The one that we always see when you think of Hannibal Lecter. And he he's moved... I forget. Where did they go? They go, they go from Baltimore to D.C., I think. To D.C. Yes, it was D.C. Senator. Thank you. Yes. Now, it's very interesting because I, I got to give the lady who, let me actually look up her name. The lady who played the senator, I really thought she was great. Uh, Diane Baker, mm-hmm. for such a small part, such a range of emotions. I mean, you can't imagine what a, a person, a mother, is going through having to worry that her daughter is kidnapped. She might be dead. You know, any, every minute is a minute wasted. And you have this animal being who is shackled like an animal. And it's like what you said earlier, Hannibal isn't like an intimidating person. No. But I feel like that's what makes it uneasy. He's shackled to the point where he couldn't move an inch because they're so afraid of him. They're so afraid that he might escape and bite you. Fair enough. That was definitely... and, And Hannibal being his charming, cruel self does not act bothered by this. He's talking normally. He says that the name is... The name of Buffalo Bill is Lewis Friend. That's the name he gives them. But, of course, when they try and get more information out of him, he has to fuck with the center because that's what Hamble does best. He gets under her skin. And... Pisses her off. Oh, well, yeah. Well, no, what he says is gross. Well, but... he's... Yeah, he... He's, it, was a, it was a joke about her weight, I no, think. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was the breastfeeding. Right, but I think when he said toughen your nipples, then I think he was trying to say it, it was a... Because in the book, he says thirsty work, isn't it? Like, I think it was meant to be uh, a joke about her her weight. Oh, I... I think. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, he says, like, if you amputate a man's leg, he can still feel a tickling. And he he calls the senator mom just to, like, stick the knife. He says, when your door is on the slab, where will it tickle you? And I gotta give the lady who played the senator, you know, she... I mean, politics is a whole nother beast, but dealing with Hannibal, it's something else, but she keeps her cool. And as they wheel him away, of course, he gives the description. And adds a cute little love your suit, too, because Hannibal has good taste. Well, I have to point out the fact that Ray Liotta, despite his character being in this scene, is not in this scene. No, and Paul, the character of Paul, was recast and Ray Liotta plays him in Hannibal. So, of course, I like better in that one <laughs> also the whole deal was fake so i think he figured that out and he was pretty pissed off 
But Sam, though, she was pissed off. She was no, but he feel he was mad about the lying because oh, then yeah. he finds out that the whole thing was fake. But the one thing I want to talk about here is there is a difference between product killers and process killers, and that's basically that Hannibal is a product killer, in my opinion. I think that he just wants the end result, which is food. Buffalo Bill, same way, end result, which is skin. Then there's people who enjoy the hunt. So I would say, you know, someone who likes following and stalking and intimidating and terrorizing golden state killer would be one of them um i think hh holmes would be one of them just somebody who enjoys the entire process and then once the person's dead toss it out wherever but for hannibal and buffalo bill they are connected by this desire for what the end game of their kills are people so um we get to the nicest jail setup i've ever seen since al capone inside of a building i forgot what building it's inside of and he's got a rug he's got a little privacy screen with what i can imagine is a bucket much like what Catherine has hopefully because there's no bathroom toilet. in there i don't know there's what, no bathroom maybe in an there. outhouse on, who knows um he's shitting in a bucket okay and he's bucket. got a pretty nice bed he's got music everything's going really he's good doing his no yeah, cameras he, he has drawing yeah no cameras Probably we'll, we'll, camera we'll get to there. that uh yeah. later um, Clarice comes back for the final meeting with Dr. Lecter. And, of course, Hannibal just smiles at her and mentions the deal. He's like, oh, is that your idea? And then she says yes. He's like, oh, well, pity about poor Catherine, though. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Like, you're wasting your time playing these games with me. So now he gives her, I think, the ultimate mental test that we've seen since. Um, he says, you're going to tell me something and you don't have any more vacations to sell or this ends here. I'm not going to give you any more information. And she really needs it. I mean, she's very good at solving Lecter's little games. Like, Lewis Friends is an anagram. Yeah. Iron Sulfide, Fool's Gold. So she she said, you know, you were telling the truth to me earlier. Why don't you continue to do that? So Lexi says, well, what was the worst memory you've ever had? All right. And now this is the scene that I absolutely will not listen to. So to summarize the, um, well, you know what? I'm going to walk away. And you, okay. you tell, I, this is, so I do, I'm not kidding. I cannot do animal death. I cannot do cruelty. I cannot do abuse. But this is so vital that it has to be talked about. Um, so I'm going to let you discuss that. And uh, just let me know when to come back. Sure. All right. Okay. Just you and me, listeners. So Clarice mentioned a little earlier that she, after she was orphaned, she was sent to a ranch to live with this family. And she mentions that she ran away. And of course Hannibal knows there's more to that. So she said, I heard screaming. These lambs were screaming because she lived on a ranch. They had lambs and they were being slaughtered and they were screaming. So she tried to let them go. She opened up the pen. They wouldn't run away. So she took one lamb and she ran 
as fast as she could. But unfortunately, she didn't get far, and she was caught. And the rancher sent her to live at a school for Lutherans, I believe. And she never saw the ranch again, and they killed her lamb. And it's a very terrible scene. And Hannibal almost continues his story when he says, you still wake up in the dark, don't you, to the screaming of the lambs. If you believe you could save Catherine, if you save that one lamb, you'll never wake up in the dark again. And then he says, thank you, Clarice, thank you. And then it's Dr. Lecter's turn, quid pro quo. And of course, Chilton is right behind her. Okay, you can come back. So, Chilton's behind her, doing one last fuck you, I'm going to make your job harder. And he has Clarice forcefully taken out. But before she is, Hamble gives her her case file. And then she is escorted out. And then some real <laughs> exciting shit happens. Anyway, so now that we've talked about that horrible, horrible moment, let's let's talk about something a little lighter. Anyway, <laughs> the guards come. Two pretty nice guys. And what's odd to me is that he says that he kills rude people. These men were extremely polite and respectful. He said he needed a minute. They gave him a minute. They opened it up. They, they gave him a second dinner. dinner. Lamb chops. They did. With mint jelly. No mint jelly. There was mint jelly. Oh, gross. No one's why he... Uh... Anyway, well, so... he drew, he, and you see he drew a nice picture of uh, Clarice with and her lamb. And where did he get that pen? Yeah, where did he get that pen? He took the Chilton. pen from Chilton. Don't Ask me how. I, I've yeah, gone yeah. over it a million times in my head. Don't know how he he got the uh, power of the pen that he uses to escape. Um, if anybody has a theory, please share in the comments. Yeah, I need to know this, too. So, uh, he fucking kills these two dudes. Yep. And uh, there is some murder and mayhem, and nobody sees it because, again, for some reason, no cameras. No cameras No at gloves, all. no cameras, no PPE, no security. Really, it was a dangerous time to exist <laughs> back in the 90s. And um, the guards... If there were cameras, nobody was watching them. Uh, Well, now, down in the lobby of this building are all these guards, and they see the elevator move because it's the Tower of Terror, apparently, and the arrow just moves whatever floor the elevator's on. Now, nobody should be going up and down in the elevator because they should be watching Hannibal, and he should be in prison. Unfortunately, that's not how this went because (laughs) he is not where he's supposed to be. And they go up into the room, and they see uh, one of the guards strung up. Disemboweled. Disemboweled. Almost like an angel looking. I was going to say, look, it's very angelic. The light's behind him, kind of. Yeah. And there is no Hannibal. Um, There is another guard. He's barely barely alive. So they get the ambulance in. He's covered in blood. Ambulance is... You know, rushing to get him, and then they stay. They, they um, notice the gu- the gun is missing. So you know, Hannibal is, is he he's, he's armed and he's missing. Yeah. Um, then they see blood dripping from the, the elevator t- as because the the man on the ground starts convulsing when they give him um, the, oxygen. No, he's not on the ground. He's in the gurney. Right? Oh, he's on the he's gurney. Out. He's convulsing, so they they get him out of there. And once they bring him to the elevator, the blood starts dripping on the white blanket that 
the is over the policeman on the gurney and they look up and they see blood coming from the ceiling so they rush that guy out of there get him onto the ambulance as soon as possible and they go up into the shaft and they see hannibal lying face down mm-hmm. in the pool of blood gum by his hand and they shoot him in the leg and nothing happens so then they op- the police open up the top of the elevator and the body swings out but right at that moment you see the ambulance speeding towards the hospital and oh surprise the policeman is Hannibal and he cuts someone's face off so he rips the face off he most likely kills the um the uh the guard. The, oh, the ambulance. The, the ambulance. No, oh, everybody the in the medics. ambulance was He murdered. killed the medics, yeah. No, he killed everybody in the ambulance. But yeah. my favorite part of this um, first rendition of Face Off is that he just, like, nobody noticed anything. They just saw blood. He was bloody, and then the other guy was bloody. So they figure he's it, out. It was pretty smart. And that's Disturbing. the last we see of him. Or do we? Well, now we got to get back to Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill being crazy, dancing to, what was that song? Oh, you have to look that up. That is, yeah, that's um one of those songs that I will never listen to for recreation again. Have uh, you ever? Not kind. Of, it's fun, you know. Goodbye you horses. Bar. Goodbye horses. I love horses. So, um, but then we get uh, we get. I'm trying to go. Do, 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 do. Okay. She goes over the case file, remember, and she figures out that Buffalo Bill knew his first victim. So she travels to that victim's hometown, meets the parents, yep. or was it the, just the father? No, it's just the father. Just the father, sorry. She sees the room, and she... She and Buffalo yeah. Bill both tail, and she's starting to realize things. She's looking in the closet, and it clicks. The girl is a tailor, and he is a tailor, because the diamond patterns that were cut out of her back, mm-hmm. Clarice sees on the dress, the dress that she made in her room. So now you have a rendition, not a rendition, you have a... Um, a side-by-side of Jack Crawford and his agents are going to a house and Clarice is going to a house. And she does say, like, he's making a a woman's suit out of women. That was scary. So, I mean, most people, I think, at this point know that this movie's based off of, uh, or has influences of Ed Gein. um, Who, indeed, did make a woman's suit out of two... He killed two women. Two women, don't forget, he also dug up a lot. He dug up a lot. Um... And he was known to have, I don't really know, he didn't, I don't think he did this type of thing, though. I think, he was, I think he was interested in maybe possibly changing his gender, I think. Not changing, but he felt that he was, I don't think he maybe felt he, that he was female. Maybe, maybe he I, felt that's that a he really was both. Yeah, it's very complicated, and I think the skin suit makes it even more complicated. So we've not done the I research. I feel like people are a little, uh, a little less understanding when you cut up a body and uh, They do get it. upset when you do that, and especially if you've murdered someone to do it. Now, um, this is the famous tuck the sack back scene. He does the dance, the and horses, it's just yeah. kind of showing his... He has, a, he has a scalp on his head. Yeah, he's got people parts all over the place, and he's he's just really not there no. presently. And it's kind of weird when we see him later. So we get the house, uh, I guess, montage of them yes. going to the different houses. Who's but, at the right house? 
Right. But before that, remember, Catherine uses a oh, bone from yeah. her scraps to get the dog Precious in the hole. And she says, oh, she, you know, she when um, Buffalo Bill comes up to the hole and realizes what happened, because he hears the barking and the whining, Catherine says she needs a vet. You, you better let me out of here. I'm going to kill the dog. I don't think she was really going to do it, but, you know, desperate. Um, so he goes to get his gun. And then there's a knock at the door, and we see the SWAT team breaking through the window. Mm-hmm. Well, the door opens. You see Buffalo Bill being face-to-face with Clarice. And uh, guess what? Fun. Yeah, everything seems fine. Yeah, Until... Well, so she goes in, and again, like I said, he's creepy throughout the entire movie. He's inhuman throughout the entire movie. Until yeah. this moment where he has to put He's a little on, awkward, but I can believe a it. a fake mask. Yeah. So yeah, he bought the house from whoever the person's name was, which is why she doesn't realize who she's talking to because she thinks she's just talking to some person who lives in this house. Right. Um, and I'm assuming Catherine's... Whatever the situation is with the basement, you can't hear the screaming. Nope. Um, so she's down there and Clarice is talking to him and then she sees a moth landing ever so slightly mm-hmm. and it opens its wings and she realizes oh shit i'm in the wrong apartment wrong house wrong house and they kind of square off um he drops all of the business cards that he had. He was going to give her a phone number. Yeah, and which I do think that if he... Because he was asking her, you guys have anything? You guys know anything? And she was pretty much, you know, they can't say whether they do of or not. Of course not. Um, and then she, he realizes, she realizes, and then he makes a bolt for it. Yep, she draws so, her gun, and he bolts into the basement, there. grabs his gun. So now she's running after him in his house. She does not know this area. That's the problem with the home field advantage. Yeah, this is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre now. And she is getting, she finds Catherine, or does the lights go off first? She finds Catherine, she and finds Catherine. she says, okay, Catherine, I'll be right back. And Catherine, like, don't leave her, you fucking bitch, which I, I have to laugh, but I don't blame her. I felt the She same. wants to be. Yeah, I want to leave. She wants to get out of there. And so, then, yeah, the lights. Buffalo Bill, off. Uh, like he's in fucking Jurassic Park, is walking around with night vision goggles on. That part was scary. You have to see Clarice walk through yeah. the dark. And you don't think about, but it is dark. I mean, like, yeah. you Pitch black. you are in someone else's house. You know now that it is a serial killer who kills women, um, specifically. And you don't know where he is. And I hate the idea of something in the dark seeing me that I can't see. I do yeah. not like that. So he has a gun that apparently, according to the trivia, he did not need to knock it to really flip it back i think it's in the trivia that that type of gun you didn't have to move the hammer oh um but he makes a noise and she turns around fires blindly oh, yeah. and she, she lets him empties her it. six shooter into him and then she gets him. some more bullets and uh he's dead he's gone gone so he's defeated yep and everybody was safe forever and ever except for the fact that uh at our fbi graduation party Oh yeah, she oh, got Catherine's all this. Fine. Yeah, she got all the nice acclaim yeah, she keeps and all the dog, that. Which, I think. I think Catherine does keep the dog. Which and I. Clarice gets all the acclaim, of course. Yeah, everything. She deserves great. it, but. And uh, there's a phone call. She gets a phone call. A nice familiar face. Voice. Sorry, a nice familiar voice. Doctor Hannibal Lecter, and Who he is... says, "Oh, the lambs stopped screaming," and 
Then, of course, before she can even react, he says, don't bother with a trace. I won't be on long enough. Also, it was like a public phone in the FBI headquarters, so. Yeah, and he ends up, he's in hiding. He has on a bad wig, sunglasses, and a very nice Panama hat. Um, and he says, you know, I like to stay and chat, but I'm having a little friend for dinner. And we see Dr. Chilton, which I assume is that he's going to be his next meal. Yeah, he had it coming, though. Yeah, Chilton definitely he's had it coming. And, you know, what I what I really enjoy about the ending and why I, in my opinion, as a Hannibal fan, I like the movie Hannibal a little bit better than Silence of the Lambs and Red Dragon because the beast is free. He's mm. free to do whatever he wants. And I feel like that's so much more scarier than a guy talking to you behind glass. He can't get you. but, but He killed two guards. But most of the time he can't. Well, oh, they okay. were stupid. Well, so nine out of ten. I'd say you know that nine ten out of time 10. was really bad, though. Ten time was really bad. Yeah, but... it was pretty bad. So no, I I see what you're saying is that there is a fear of um, something being loose that you can't control. Yeah, like Jurassic Park. Yes. Well, and what's worse is they were just confined to the island until Jeff Goldblum came along in the sequel and brought them over to San Francisco. Hey, yeah, yeah. Oh no, it wasn't. It, technically, it wasn't Jeff Goldblum, but he was involved. Um, so yeah, that was one of, that and that movie really, what, I think that was the first uh, horror movie to win an Academy Award for Best Picture. Uh, Yep, Um, and, uh, Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins both took home the Oscar. It was very critically acclaimed. The only critic to give it a bad review was, I think, Siskel. I think he did not like it, and he said horrible things about it, and then, uh, Ebert never let him live it down the entire time they had the show. That he criticized it, and it was a major hit. And I see why. I mean, it is a very thrilling story. I mean, the I've never read the book, admittedly. I've only ever seen the movies, so... You should. It's good. My, my opinion on it is solely based on those performances. But I feel as though you have very solid characters on all ends. You have a bunch of options for who the villain is. Because Buffalo Bill is technically the primary villain. Lecter is a villain, but he really isn't a main problem in the story he's not no. going after anybody he doesn't have that much that screen time but he, has he makes every amount. 24 second minutes. count 24 minutes amazing anyone oscar amazing good job anthony hopkins yeah he he does do and of course in hannibal in red dragon he's fantastic as uh dr Lecter. he was born to play that part he was in another horror movie prior to this though um, that I'm sure one day we will be conned into talking about because one day I'll say, hey, Frank, it's your turn to pick a movie. And he'll pick that, and then we'll have to talk about it. Magic. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. If you've it, ever seen the Goosebumps uh, Haunted Night of the Living Dummy, yeah. it's that. Or uh, Scarface and the Ventriloquist in the Batman comics, it's that. Yeah, except the dummy doesn't talk in Magic. Well, it's not he like thinks it talks. No, it's yeah. not like Slappy, where like he walks he, around and has a conversation and no, no, insults no. you in like an no, old twenties no, no. Brooklyn voice. <laughs> it's just Anthony Hopkins with hair, which I I don't like him with hair. It frightens me a little. bit. Well, Hannibal had hair. I mean, it was. Yeah, I know, but like too much hair. He had too much hair in Magic. Well, I bet he wishes he still had too much know, hair. Don't be it, mean. No, I didn't like it. Um, he. He just always has a very intense performance. Like, oh, God. The, the Elephant movie? Man. The Fracture. Fracture. Well, so that's what's crazy. Also, is in The Elephant Man, he plays Frederick Trevis. The I doctor. I saying that correctly. That performance is why they casted him as Hannibal. And he didn't understand because Trevis was such a different type of character. But I think it's just that very... Um, 
I don't know. There there was a darkness, I think, because of what he worked with. Well, when he Mayor. grabbed the guy, he's like, "You're a freak." Yeah. Well, yeah, like he just that watched rage. Him I w- abuse this poor man. I wonder if. Uh, oh yeah, and I, I if wonder, that yeah, might have gotten that. It. That the Elephant Man, of course, go see. Always go see. Um, it is a classic, and he's fantastic in it. Everybody's fantastic in it, and it's one of those movies that it's horrifying for a very different reason. Um, it's not. It's horrifying what people can do yeah, to the cruelty a, that they can another human treat. being. It's pretty. It's but it's, it's a great movie. One of those movies that will very much ruin your day, but it's like the performances are so good. They are good. So yes, um, Jodie Foster, of course, had done. She had won an Oscar, I think, for The Accused. I think so. Before yeah. this, which was an extremely difficult movie to watch for me personally. Um, so yeah, the accused. I would say go see it. It's uh, it's got a very graphic uh, rape scene, so be careful with that if you are sensitive to that type of thing. But Jodie Foster is pretty amazing. She's always good, and that always is good. also based off of or inspired by the true events of um, a rape that happened in a bar in I believe it was Massachusetts. Um, we're just looking it up because I have to remember where it's from but it, it's it's a very emotional heavy movie and it's different to see her on the victim massachusetts yep yeah what was the name of the cheryl cheryl arrow Ar- oh yes uh based on the gang rape of cheryl arujo who was a filipino woman uh in new bedford massachusetts in 1983 again very rough but jodie foster on the opposite end where she's the catherine in that story. Yeah, she's and the victim. there's a different uh, FBI agent in that one. Or not an FBI, but a, a cop. Uh, and then, yeah, go check out the rest of the Hannibal series. Go watch the TV show if you're into that. Yeah. Um, you got Manhunter was the first one. That was the first version that came out. Manhunter, yep. And then you had this. Sansa Lambs. It was a weird order, even though it's not, it's yeah, not the it's book or yeah. Sansa Lambs. Then it was Hannibal, and then it was Red Dragon, and then it was Hannibal Rising. Which Hannibal Rising is an interesting look into his backstory, I think. If you're going to do it in, in chronological or with the Anthony Hopkins, I'll tell you how to do it, because I'm a huge Hannibal fan. That's not what I heard. I... <laughs> Don't listen to her. I would say watch Hannibal Rising first, because that's when he's a kid. Then watch Red Dragon, then Sansa Lambs, then Hannibal. That's the order. Um, and I guess the what the TV show would be between TV show was kind of all over the place. So it's hard to because it's funny. Like Clarice it's... isn't in the TV show, and yet they use characters from Hannibal, which is after Sansa Lambs. So the TV show jumps around a little bit. A so lot. just watch it after you've seen all the movies, and then, you know. You'll probably get a better uh, grasp on it yeah. if you watch it, after you watch the movies. Of course, read the books. Read the books. Uh, Follow Hannibal... Anthony Hopkins on TikTok. Yeah, he's he's, he's hilarious. Hannibal um, is a great, great um, book character. Definitely one of my favorite characters. Favorite villains. One of my favorite villains. He, he's great. I mean, Hopkins really brought this flesh and body to this monster and you know thank you thank you anthony hopkins and thank you everybody involved in the movie definitely made a hell of a horror movie a hell of a thriller a hell of a movie i it's It's, definitely one of my favorites easy yeah it's definitely it's one of the horror movies that you can watch all year round and you don't even have to look at it as a horror movie no you just look at it as this is a movie based on um a really a thriller a mystery because there's gore in it but i i think if you are 
in reality of dealing with this type of crime, serial killers, we don't look at that as necessarily horror because it's just too real that this could happen. And granted, a lot of this is far-fetched, but, um, and for the record, Ed Gein was nowhere near as functional as Buffalo Bill was. He had his own company. No, no. Um, Ed Gein, for some reason, they kept using him a lot in Texas Chainsaw Mass, like a psycho this. you know what it is, is that it was such a odd story that came out, but it wasn't like he was the first, um, he wasn't the first, like, guy using people parts, but... We will be doing, or I don't know if it'll be us, but I will be doing a true crime podcast eventually because I want to discuss it, and I feel like this is going to be our movie thing. We'll have a separate one for our, uh, I don't know, supernatural, sure. spooky things, and then we have true crime. So we kind of got everything rounded. We just need a schedule and time and better equipment, but I think we're doing good. Yeah, and I think, I think this so. is entertaining. I hope everybody yes. who's listening is having a good time because that's the number one thing. And we definitely want to put up. Uh, well, we don't really have the recipe for what we did, but we'll put up a picture of it. If you want to do your own uh, fava beans and a nice Chianti with some liver, and um, we will not be having brain when we do Hannibal because that's disgusting. And I will not be eating it. And I don't think we could afford it, even if we could. It's it's not expensive. I had We're it. not getting fucking brain. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why do you want to eat brain? I've done it. That's disgusting. On um, the first, okay, let me tell a story about our personal life. So when we started dating about ten years ago, Frank took me to a lovely Argentine restaurant. Um, I suspect because he doesn't know the difference between Puerto Ricans and any other Hispanic. No, that was but not he, It looked like a nice restaurant. It, it was. And the food was delicious. Um, we got a basket of sweet bread, which I sweet thought breads, was yes. exactly what it was. I thought it was bread that was sweet. And then I, I bit into it, and it was kind of savory and crunchy. And I was like, okay, this is pretty good. And I dunked it in the sauce. I ate a lot of that. And yeah. then he tells me, I didn't know you like sweet breads. And I go... Well, I never had it before. It was pretty good. And he goes, oh, I mean, not many people like that. I then asked for an explanation. <laughs> no, or, or I had to look up the explanation, found out what it was, look it up for yourself. <laughs> I was a little frustrated because I did not want to eat assholes or whatever the fuck I was eating. Um, then he got tongue, which yeah. I would have been fine with if it didn't have taste buds on it because I don't like the idea of my food tasting me as I'm tasting it. <laughs> So, in a way, a very, I've lived Silence of the Lambs and then yet you, in my own you life. went for another date with me. Well, that's... Yes, but I, I accepted you oh. as well, thanks. what you are, which is somebody who eats the most disgusting food in existence. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely recommend following us on our TikTok, on our Instagram uh, happily wedded weirdos and then keep a keep a lookout and a listen for our, our other two type podcasts when they come out um but this one is going to be primarily i think we're going to keep happily wedded weirdos focus more on movies because for us it's easier to do more fun to talk about and less research time yeah so it's it's fun to kind of just go through the movie give our thoughts definitely would do more trivia and stuff i think but again it's kind of that thing where it's like we take it as we find it you know yeah. if we find something interesting we'll put it in there but when we're watching the movie we're just jotting down our thoughts and feelings on it um and yeah like i said this week's movie we are trying to figure out because i don't know i have to find i have to find a good pairing of food and uh stay tuned yes 
Uh, and again, please do not, blah, 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 blah. please continue supporting Hawaii. Uh, they are still dealing with the fallout of the fires. Red Cross is still taking donations. Um, there are several funds set up on the island. Uh, we will post those as well. And I will actually do that this time because I do forget, but I have it, I have it ready to go. Um, and let me think of what else. I think that's it. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. Still, still raising money for the It Gets Better project on TikTok. We'll probably change the charities around a little bit. And, you know, I would like to start doing... I've always wanted to do an Etsy shop and start selling things. So, um... Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. And that's it. That's all. You know, we don't have any... We still have to figure out a sign-off. Let's all go to the... Lo no, we can't use that. I wish we could, though. Uh, but... I don't know. Our sign-off for Party now, on, Garth. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> You know what we should do? We should just do different lines. Oh! Different clothing, closing right. lines. Do your uh, closing favorite line from uh, Silence of the Lambs. Favorite closing line. I'd love to stay in chats, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. See you around. Dr. Lecter. Okay, sorry. Quick addition to this podcast that I just remembered. So every week we do recommend different podcasts. Um, and I had been actually, I wanted to talk about this podcast for a while because I had listened to it um, last week. And that is um, the Body Bags Review by Dads from the Crypt. This was a 1993 movie. We will have to talk about it at some point because we saw it for the first time uh, a few weeks ago based on the recommendation of the, oh, I forget the name of the guy who does the uh, Almost Cult Classics, that YouTube channel. Google Almost Cult Classics YouTube. He's great. What's the name of the actual channel? I think it's like Hats Off Entertainment Hats or something. Off Entertainment. He does really amazing coverage of movies that were almost cult classics. He introduced us to a lot of John Candy movies that I never got to see. And he talked about body bags, which was a little different, but uh, definitely appreciate it because um, it is basically three stories, Tales of the Crypt style, um, in different horror movie kind of genres. So you have the slasher. Uh, you have uh, body parasites, and then you have possession. So it's really, really cool. Uh, it stars Mark Hamill. It has Stacey Keach. It has um, all of your favorite directors. It has John Carpenter. It has Wes Craven. Toby Hooper directed. Um, so much fun. Really, really good movie. So we definitely recommend it. And listen to the Dads from the Crypt podcast about it. Uh, they do um, have... that They... They got me. Uh, they got me hooked because this is the first one of theirs I listened to, and they they did a good job, you know, mentioning everything that happens in the movie. So go give them a listen. Go give the movie a watch. And I think that is it. If I think of anything else, I will hopefully remember to post it when I post the podcast. Bye. <laughs>